You are now entering Nowhere, California. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to us on your favorite podcast sites like iTunes by searching Nowhere, California. A reminder, Nowhere, California podcast is our old feed, so please subscribe to Nowhere, California, our new feed. Also, you can get your Nowhere, California fix online by going to our official website, NowhereCalifornia.com, and emailing us at Nowhere underscore California at Yahoo.com. Ideas from everywhere, voices from nowhere since 2011. Welcome to Nowhere California Presents, our conversation with Jeff Anderson from the 2016 Stan Lee to Los Angeles Comic Con. Once again, this is Nowhere California Presents, and as always, this is Josh. In this installment, we are talking to Jeff Anderson. He is the co-founder and president of Legion M Productions. Legion M is a very interesting uh, concept and idea. Um, I'm not really going to go too much into it because he explains a lot better than me, but basically, in a nutshell, it is a studio ran by fans for fans. So basically, all the productions, all the TV shows, movies, everything that they produce and everything is picked by the fans, and these fans are investors in this company. So basically, in a roundabout way, if these projects are a success, the fans see the benefits and reap the rewards of it. It's... uh, great idea it's a great concept and at uh the los angeles comic-con they were doing their pitch elevator uh pilot and um i did participate in that and i did pitch three different ideas for their studio more on that later with that being said and i'm gonna just keep this short because this is one of my favorite conversations from this past uh convention here is my conversation with jeff anison we are now at the Legion M booth with the co-founder and president of Legion M, Jeff Anderson. How's the con been for you so far? Oh, we're having a great time. I mean, I love, love, love Comic-Con. It's like just like the center of the universe. And uh, But we have this great pitch elevator in our booth, and it's been a smashing success so oh, far. That's awesome. um, before we get into the pitch elevator, uh, even before Legion M, were you kind of a con person, or was it kind of like, uh... I'll go, maybe. <laughs> no, you know, I my first con ever was Kamikaze last year. So yeah. I was not into cons. I always wanted to go. It's just like I never had a good reason to. And, you know, I've been a huge geek my whole life. You know, uh, I was the Lord of the Rings, you know, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Star Wars, or kind of like those were the fandoms that I grew up with. But it was all pre-internet, right? So, yeah. like, I never really got deep into it because I didn't, there weren't, like, none of my friends, and I went to a school at a place where most kids have never heard of this stuff. So, you know, without the internet, I never really had a chance to connect with people. So it's like I get a chance to kind of relive that now. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Um, uh, I guess the next best question would be, like, when and where did, like, your creative passion start really sparking? That's a great question. I mean, you know, I've been just kind of a creative person my whole life. Um, I'm not like, uh, you know, like, I've never made a film. I'm not a... um, a filmmaker, but like I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've always been into it. My first job out of college, I was a mechanical engineer in college, yeah. and my first job was uh, working on theme park rides. I actually oh, designed. Cool. Um, have you been on Jurassic Park and ride? Love it. Yeah. So, uh, do you know the effect where there's a Ford Explorer that's teetering on a wall and, and it crashes yes. next to you? I was one of the guys like right out of college. I helped design that effect. It was like the number three effect in the whole ride. And not only that, but when we got done. Um, 
designing it, uh, the construction was running late, yeah. and so they sent me in because I was like a kid, you yeah, know, I was like the sure. low man on the totem pole, and I worked with a, on a, wearing a hard hat, you know, for three months finishing the install of that. Oh, so, that's awesome. Um, yeah, so I, if I had to point at the beginning, like that was the first really cool thing that I worked on. I kind of give a quick like side story on the Jurassic Park ride for me. Like I've always joked to people like, oh, how messed up would be if you got stuck on the ride right where the T-Rex is dropping down. This past year when I got my season pass, first day, first time riding it, <laughs> it stops there. I'm like, oh, you've uh, got to be you kidding. You cursed yourself. Oh, yeah. You, you but it was a cool it. moment too. Like there's a bunch of other people on the ride and we're sitting there like, how long is this going to be? And I'm like, I'll tell you this right now. I've been fearing this moment for a while. <laughs> Just joking around <laughs> with them. <laughs> but that, that's awesome. You have the kind of lineage with that. And I guess the next best question to ask is, how did Legion M come around? That's a great question. Well, you know, we've been uh, monitoring the Jobs Act. Are you familiar with the Jobs Act at all? Or no. If you a, want to give a little backstory there too. Yeah. So it's it's some new security laws. What we're doing with Legion M, right? This idea of a fan-owned entertainment company is really new. Like nobody's ever done it before. And the reason is because you weren't allowed to. So prior to the Jobs Act passing. There's basically that glass ceiling with bricks laid across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, I mean, prior to the Jobs Act, like say your next door neighbors with Mark Zuckerberg, right? Yeah. He's got this great idea, and he's like working on it. He's working out of his garage, and he's like, God, you know, I just, I like, I need some money. Like every small business, it starts, you know, with one or two people, and you always need money because you got to buy servers or you got to buy podcast equipment yeah. or whatever, right? And he's like, you know. I need five grand, and you're like, you know what? I've saved up five grand, and and I believe in your idea. And why not? I'll go ahead and invest, right? Um, you are legally forbidden from doing that, yeah. right? The laws would not allow it. The only way that you were allowed to invest in a startup company like that is if you had at least a million dollars in assets, not counting your home, yeah. or three hundred thousand, or sorry, two hundred thousand dollar a year or higher annual salary. Without that, it doesn't matter how smart you are, it doesn't matter how well you understood the space, it doesn't matter how much, you know, you were not allowed to invest, right? The government said, no, you can't. Yeah. And these laws were written in the 30s to basically protect people from carpetbaggers coming around and taking their... But I mean, we live in a day and age where we have more information on our cell phone yeah. than those people had in their entire well, lives. Exactly. Well, they so, allowed alcohol, alcohol back then, that's so right. the prohibition era. <laughs> that's right. Anyway, so long story short, you know, these laws went into effect earlier this year. We've been following them very closely. And, you know, we feel that this opportunity to have a fan-owned studio is revolutionary. I mean, first of all, it's really fun, right? We give fans the opportunity to come behind the scenes. They get to a view into the development process. We do things like live streaming from the set. We do online brainstorming meetings and development meetings and all that sort of stuff. So it's really fun. But more importantly, it's really good business. Like, it's a really smart business because you say, well, look, you know, Disney, Sony, all of these companies, every other studio or production company in the world is owned by a large multimedia conglomerate or they're owned by Wall Street or they're owned by, you know, maybe it's a wealthy individual. But if you have a, a legion of fans that are invested in the projects, it gives those projects 
a greater chance to succeed when they come out, right? Exactly. You know, I mean, so much content out there. The biggest challenge is rising above the noise, right? How do you get your stuff heard? There's so much stuff out there that people can watch and listen to, and that's why studios will spend hundreds of millions of dollars to advertise, oh, yeah. you know, a movie. That's why studios rely right now on sequels and reboots and franchises. Yeah, nothing because, original. Yeah, because they know that if they do the next superhero movie, people are going to come see it. And an unproven story, like an original story, is really difficult because the studio heads look at it and they're like, ah, we just don't know. Is anybody going to see this? Right? Yeah, kind of um, in the vein of Kevin Smith when he did uh, Red State. And he did his uh, sermon on the pulpit with the, the advertising. Like, they wanted him to go to the studio and everything. And he knew, like, you guys are going to drop a couple million dollars into the budget that we have to get back just in advertising alone. I'm going to just take this on the road myself. Yes. And it was one of his biggest movies ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah with no. that, taking out that middleman of... Well, that's exactly it. And so Kevin Smith, like, he's got a fan base, right? Yeah. He can kind of go out to that. There are people that are invested in him. And so that's what we're trying to do, right? Our goal... The, the M with the bar over it is the Roman numeral for one million because our goal is one million fans. Nice. If we are fan investors, sorry, in our company. Okay. So if you have one million people that are literally financially invested, they're emotionally invested because they get a chance to see these projects as we come along. We are unstoppable, right? Like yeah. there's no story we can't tell, right? We can we can do things that a studio would never dream of doing, and we know that when our movie comes out, these people are going to come see it because it's literally our movie, right? You've yeah. been a part of it. I mean, of course you're going to go see it. Exactly, and so, yeah. anyway, so that's that, that's the, the whole idea behind it. And then, also, how you know, you're talking about uh, stories and everything like that, here at the Los Angeles Comic Con, there was a particular box a couple of feet away from <laughs> us. Uh, tell us about the pitch elevator. Yeah, so the idea behind the pitch elevator is simple. It's that anybody can have a great idea for a movie or a TV show, but very few people have the connections available to get that in front of the people that can actually make it. Yeah. And our whole, you know, our slogan for Legion M is opening the gates of Hollywood. And so nice. what we've created is an elevator here at Stanley's Comic Con. You can step inside, there's a countdown timer, there's a cameraman and a security camera, and you've got two minutes to pitch your idea for a movie or television show. And um, so we're gonna collect all the pitches from here. We're also available online, so people can submit online if they can't make it to the show at thelegionm.com. And um, uh, we're gonna gather all of those pitches. Our, all of our Legion of, we've got over 3,000 investors in the company. We had a nice. round that was earlier this year, we raised over a million dollars. So we got 3,000 investors in the company. They have the opportunity to vote on these pitches and figure out what gets selected as a finalist. The finalists will have the opportunity to pitch in front of a panel of studio executives and agents and that sort of thing, right? So yeah. the sort of people that can make these, these movies happen. And one of them is going to get a development deal with Legion M where we're going to adopt their project on our slate and we're going to try to get it turned into a movie or a TV show. That's amazing. And uh, one of the questions that popped in my mind first, and I, I've heard that you guys have had this question a lot too, uh, the people that come in with the ideas and everything, what uh, what's the process basically like? It's some of these are like pet projects that have been yeah. destiny. Uh, if they do the pitching and everything, where where are their legal grounds on it? If, yeah. Even if it doesn't get picked, or just yes. how, how much control do they keep as long as it 
even if it goes all the way. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a great question, and we want to be very clear with people, right? Because yeah. IP rights are something that are very important, obviously, and they can be tricky, and they're often misunderstood. So, yeah. Um, when you give you give your pitch. Um, <clears throat> You retain the right, all your rights to your idea. If you ever, if you've written a screenplay or a book or a comic book, or if you plan to write a screenplay or a book, or like, there's, you're not turning any of that stuff over. You're no. not preventing yourself from doing anything. For me, I need several legal pads. <laughs> <laughs> so the only thing that you're giving us the rights to are the video for your pitch in the elevator, right? Oh, okay. And so, as well as we do an interview afterwards, right? That's on camera. So that's what you're giving us the rights to reproduce and display that. Yeah. Now, the important thing is for everybody to understand is that we're doing this to create a TV show. Exactly, right? yeah. We're hoping that this gets picked up by broadcast television. So it's possible that your idea could be seen by a very broad audience. Yeah. And it's important for people to understand that when you give a two-minute pitch like this, right, you're putting your idea out there. There's nothing that legally protects that yeah. from me or anybody in the audience from taking that idea and saying, oh, that's a great idea. I'm going to write my own comic book or script. And so so that's just the, like that's just the risk of putting exactly, it out there. Yeah. And so we want to make sure that everybody understands that. But you know, it's like it's like if you look at like ants versus bug bugs oh, like exactly. you know Dante speak volcano, Armageddon deep impact. Exactly, right? The fundamental idea, especially what you can communicate in two pitches, like that's not where the value lies, right? Yeah. You can have a great idea, but if you you know, where the value lies is when you write a script or you write a treatment or you write a book or something the like that. You put behind it. Yeah, well, it's it's the execution of it, yeah. right? Because like, if you take the basic, if you if you, if you could go back in time, you know, and get the two minute pitch of Star Wars from George Lucas, oh, yeah. right? You get the barest idea of what this is about. But that pitch honestly could probably work for a hundred different movies. Exactly. You know? There are over three million movies and TV episodes in IMDb, right? So everybody, you know, before you can claim that your idea is original, you would literally have to go back. You could spend your entire life just confirming if your idea has ever been done before. Well, it's like, uh, <laughs> I've talked to my friends about like uh, comics still and jokes and everything, and honestly, to me, it's the execution, and basically, yes. there's no original joke. Yes. It's yes. all started from why they're checking across the road. Yes. <laughs> and that's the same thing with movies. There's always that first movie that everybody was like, ooh, I can change that villain. Yes. I can change that hero. Yes. That plot can change into this, and that's, yes. it's, it's all evolution. It is. It is. Well, it's execution, right? Yeah. I mean, the we're Legion M, a fan-owned entertainment company. Like it's not like we came up with that idea. In fact, one of the most common idea questions that we get is, why hasn't anybody done this before, right? And in our case, the answer is simple. You know, it's because it wasn't legally possible before, yeah. right? We're the first ones to do it. But if you take a movie, right? You know, I mean, someone could look. Somebody probably wrote a terrible, terrible movie. You know, that has the exact same sort of you know idea as Star Wars. You know, and but George Lucas did it better like he yes. executed the hell out of it and came up with something amazing so you know that's that that's really the difference you know I think that's perfect um with we know the hopes and everything for pitch elevator um for Legion M what are your hopes for the upcoming future 
Uh, well, we, like I said, so we had a, we were one of the very first companies to take advantage of these new laws. Yeah. We went out to raise $1 million, and in three months, we actually raised 1.4. Nice. Uh, which was a problem, because we were oh. legally, by law, we, we were limited to $1 million, so we had to return a lot of people's money, which oh, was wow. really unfortunate, because these are people that, it's a bummer for them. They're like, I want to invest, and, and we're like, we, we want your money, but unfortunately, uh, the law for what we were doing only allowed for one million. Yeah. So, based on the success of that, we're coming back later this year, and we're opening up a new round. And nice. this one will be able to raise much more money. So, our hopes, you know, honestly, you know, we're on the very first step of a long journey with each yeah, and what we've seen so far has been incredible. I mean, we've got over 3,000 investors. Everybody working the booth this weekend are investors, right? Oh, wow. They came out to volunteer their time. We have an amazing community of people. I mean, what's been fantastic about this, and we didn't necessarily even know this going in, but is the community of people that have invested in Legion M, it's like coming to Comic-Con, right? It's like these are our people, right? They're creative, they're fun, they're intelligent, and this is all of our company, right? So, yeah. you know, they're they're incented to make it successful. If, if we can, it's a total startup company proposition, right? Yeah. So we're very upfront with people. Like, look, there's a good chance you will lose your entire investment, right? I mean, what we're doing has never been done before. It's never been proven. It's really hard. You know, we're breaking into one of the most competitive industries on the planet, yeah. right? So the odds, you know, like statistically, are against us. Um, Paul and I, the co-founders, we've been in this situation before. We had a successful startup company that we started. We won an Emmy in 2003 for innovation in television because we were the first ones to launch live TV on your cell phone. Oh, nice. This was back in, this was back pre-Motorola Razor, right? Oh, the wow. very first color yeah. phones. And, you know, we showed it to people and it was terrible. Like, you know, it was like a, the frame rate was one frame every two seconds. You know, on a tiny little screen and it was pixelated. I mean, it was terrible by today's standards and people would look at that and they'd say there's no way anybody's gonna ever watch TV on their cell phone like literally studio like bigwigs would say nobody's ever gonna watch a movie on your cell phone that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard today you know I think history has shown us right and like I said even you know in 2005 we won an Emmy because you know people recognize the value of it the point is we've beaten the odds before and like we're comfortable jumping in and doing it and if we are successful this is not the sort of investment where you're hoping to get a 10% return yeah you know you're hoping to get a 10 times return you know exactly. so anyway but even more than that it's an amazing community um, you know our goal is to grow it to 50 million or sorry a mi 1 million investors and we're 3,000 investors in and you know the next you're step will start later this year yeah awesome uh, you already mentioned the website but uh, go ahead and uh, tell our listeners again uh, where we can find you online Twitter everywhere yeah so uh, just go to our website is the best place it's thelegionm.com you can sign up for free right now we're not accepting investment right now but you can sign up for free when you sign up for free we treat you like an investor like you get to come inside you get to join our private Facebook group you get access to our forums um, you'll be able to judge all the pitches that are coming out just like all the investors will it's totally free there's no obligation um, but when we open our round later this year you'll be like first on the list and so given the fact that the last one sold out that could be an important thing to have exactly um, once again thank you Jeff for your time and uh, you, with Nowhere California we have a particular end question we like oh, to ask excellent. everybody. I love this. 
and uh, we're going to pose it to you, Jeff. Jeff, what is your favorite WTF movie moment? Good, bad, anything that just made you think, what the hell? You know what? Um, I just, I was at Fantastic Fest. Are you familiar with yes. Fantastic Fest? And there's a movie there that was produced by Elijah Wood and Tim League, the CEO. Do you know the movie I'm I talking about? I think I know what you're talking about. The Greasy Strangler. I, actually, we uh, talked to uh, a musician from Australia yesterday, and that was his WTF, too. That entire movie, the title of that movie should be WTF, <laughs> yeah. honestly. And it's, it's one of those, like, it's a terrible movie, like... But it's like I would recommend if you get a chance to see it because it is to. just so crazy, and uh, yeah, it's awesome. That's awesome, Jeff. <laughs> Thank you, and I think I got a couple pitches to give. Oh, fantastic! Well, good luck to you. Thank you, man. <laughs>